Hi, welcome to Living the Liminal Show. I am Christy Peck, an intuitive life coach, a spiritual guide, and an author and writer. I have changed those titles so many times I have lost count. Titles and losing ourselves in those titles is limiting. There is more to what you see outside of you. And there is much more to what's on the inside of you. You are infinite wisdom and you have an inner intelligence that is simply genius. This show is about vulnerability to share our stories and the courage it requires to live in the present moment with mystical insight and wisdom. This life we are living will always bring us uncharted and unknown moments. You as infinite wisdom will sustain these lived experiences with fierce love and radical authenticity. Living consciously can be daunting in a world filled with so many distractions. This show is nourishment for the soul as we boldly and courageously live the liminal every day. Living the liminal has magical energy that can help us rise from the messy and conditioned aspects to security in our worth, safety in our compassion, and wildly capturing our truth. This is how we arrive at an uncensored peace, a true joy, and a sense of freedom to our own belonging. I am so glad you are here. Hello, my friends. Welcome to Living the Liminal this week. I am so glad you're here. Wow, we are really just in for a treat today. And actually, the next three weeks, if you're with us, stay with us because I have a co-host. I've been, I, I attempted this last season and I really enjoyed it and it's fun and it's just more energy to have like a conversation where you just kind of, you know, build upon things and you can just kind of converse with, with a topic and not just go wide, but really go deeper. And, and sometimes when you're by yourself, you can't always do that. So um, I'm so excited to have Melissa Lyons as my co-host the next three weeks. If you remember, Melissa was on before um, and she and I just hit it off. And then I was part of her um, Unwind Your Mind retreat a few, few months ago. And again, we just hit it off. And so we've been talking and we came up with this idea and I'm really excited because Melissa is a self-discovery expert and a best-selling author. So she and I have just a lot of stuff in common, but the really cool thing is every time we get together, we just talk about like, like women and, and like where we are as like the female, the feminine and kind of like where we can go. We, we don't just stay in where we are, but where can we go from here? So these next three weeks are all about, listen to this, permission and choice as agency for change. Now, here's how we came up with this idea. So I have this example a long time ago and it resonates with me and it almost is like this scar that stays with me that I can't get out of. And I'm going to share it because it's going to segue into, I want Melissa to talk about how she wrote her books, because these are very similar examples of allowing ourselves to have permission to do, to be, to excel, to speak, to do, to dream. And so years and years ago, I was working in the school system and I was a trainer, staff developer for inclusion. So bringing kids with special needs into the school system. And I was doing a training for a very large group of teachers, parents, and um, counselors, principals. And I was, I, I was really in my element. This is what, you know, I had been trained to do and I knew what I was doing. Well, I finished, like we took a break and I finished and I went to walk to the restroom and um, a parent came up and she said to me, Christy, I listen, I've been in a bunch of your workshops and wow, you always seem to know exactly what I need. And you say it in such a way that it just resonates with me. And I stood there looking at her and she went on. And then you, you question, like you, you give us questions that really make us think about why we're doing what we're doing in these schools. She goes, I just have to thank you because every time I'm with you in these sessions, I get so much out of it. Okay, now, 
Melissa, I don't know if this was your experience before, but I'm going to be honest. I'm very, okay, I'm a little embarrassed to even admit what I was feeling at the time when she said that to me. I felt like this little bitty girl stuck in a corner, like I started to get smaller. I could feel myself getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And my typical language was, it's just my job. It's just my job. Like I could not even give myself permission. And this was like 10 or 15 years ago, but you know what? It still happens even nowadays. Permission to receive, receive the compliment, receive the feedback in a good way. Like we're so attached to this external feedback of all the bad stuff. And we don't give ourselves permission to receive in a way that can change us and change other people. So I want Melissa to share her story about when she wrote her darling, beautiful books, because you kind of had to give yourself permission. Am I right? Yes, you're totally right. But the permission comes in so many levels and it's like the onion, right? Like the first level of permission is that you're worthy enough to even start to explore who you are. Yes. And then, you know, all the way through, and then it doesn't end, right? It, it just keeps getting deeper and deeper and deeper. So you're right. So you start with permission. But by the time I wrote my books, like I was, you know, layers and layers and layers into the permission that I had started to give myself. So yeah, it's a great conversation because it just never ends. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's like a cycle. Don't you think it's like a cycle we go through, like the seasons of the year? Yeah, but they but they, they they're never the same right it's just it's just more and more and more like i think about when i started like the first time that i just that i i didn't even decide i think i was just at the end of my rope you know when you hit bottom mm -hmm. and then you don't think you can go any farther down and then you hit another bottom you're like okay this is the last bottom that i want to hit this way so that's when i think i started with my permission then um, but that's a long way from where i was when the first book channeled through me yeah so do you think like permission and choice, like, are they freedom keepers or are they prisons for us? Well, I guess it depends on which one we choose. And in any given moment, we get to change our direction. I think about when, so when I hit my, my last rock bottom and my husband turned to me and said, are you ever going to be happy? And I looked hmm. at him through teary eyes and said, I don't know. Because, you know, I had everything. Okay, that just gave me chills. Wait, stop. You got to say that again. That literally gave me chills when you repeated, to, you said to him, I don't know. Like, yeah. okay, that I gave me chills. Like, well, what if I, we never know? Well, but I, but I, and I was being so honest, like mm -hmm. I had everything I'd ever wanted. And I was so far from being happy that I don't even know that I even could wrap my head around what happy, happiness is like. I had the the burning, beautiful feeling of, of giving birth to two beautiful children. You know, I had, I had, you know, all of the things that I, I set out to do and I was still so empty inside. So how could I ever know if I'm going to be happy? Because I don't think I knew what it, what it even meant. Because I couldn't be happy with everything I had. What would ever make me happy? A million dollars? Clearly not. Like there was nothing that I could put my finger on Right. Make me think I would understand it. So I don't even know what I could give my permission myself permission for because I didn't think there was anything there for me. I really didn't. So when you said that, I don't know. It made me go back to when I wrote my my book. I did a video, and and on the video about the book, I admitted that I had this like like you. I had wonderful children, a great marriage. Like I had a good job. I had, I had all this like external stuff, right. That coming from the external stuff that would appear as if, okay, that's happiness. That's joy. That's all these things. And yet there was something stirring in me that I think if someone would have asked me that question, is there anything that would ever, I would have to be, if I was real and if I was on it, if I could be honest, I think a lot of women feel that way. They want to say, I don't know, but instead they say things, right? They project out, oh, well, if I could have this vacation or if I could just have a maid to clean my house, or if I could just have, you know, only three days a week where I work and the other two days I could go and do the things that I want to do, or if I could just, you know, have some free time. I mean, beyond having to go into the bathroom to have a moment to ourselves, like, I think when we get that deep, then 
that real, um, um, that real raw truth of, I don't know, because I don't know holds a lot of value for us because it means we have to shift from externally looking at what's filling us up to internally what can fill us up what's the what's the the potential to fill us up that we're not connecting to do you think do, what do you think on that like what what are your thoughts there yeah i i agree i i have two thoughts that came to mind as you were speaking um well the first is when the when the question is are you ever going to be happy and then person says i don't know because we don't know and then and it's like if only i mm -hmm. so my next question would be what exactly do you want mm -hmm. that, to that question i think most of us who are here in this environment so this isn't the biggest part of the world this is that group of empaths those people who are here drawn to to find like with more questions than answers that's who we're speaking to today no doubt and so what do you want? And they're usually the, the easiest way to answer that question is by writing lists and lists and lists of what you don't want, because that's where your clarity comes in. And, and when you don't know if you're going to happy, be happy or how to be happy or any of those things, it's because you don't know what you really want. Yeah. You know, and I think then to piggyback off that, like to, to go deeper into that question, that's a great for me, very first question with people. But the other question that's so scary for us is, and what if you never get it? What if what you really want, you never get? Because that leads you even deeper into something you're not even connecting to. That's been my experience. Yeah, I, I kind of feel like if you, if you do this work and you really do this work, you will always get what you want. Because by the time we get to the real nitty gritty of that question, it becomes what you want to feel, not what, what you want to have, do, or be. It's what you want to feel or, and who you want to show up as. And when you get to that level, you will always get what you want because you will have found a way to work there. Uh, and and I, had, I said I had two, two thoughts in that first question that you had asked, too, because my, my career that I ended when I, when I had that last hit, hitting bottom was I'd sold a, a salon and medical spa. And I was mm -hmm. doing an interview just the other day, and we were talking, and I said, it's funny because you know, when I sold my business, I wanted to sell it, but, but once I sold it, I was empty, but it's not because that business was filling me. It was because it was like that fake, that fake crutch that I was using, yeah. but it's even more interesting to think that I was doing work from the outside in to make people feel better, you know, hair, skin, nails, well, yeah. and, and not, it's not so much I was doing, but my business was providing that. And I left it telling everybody, not telling everybody, but realizing for myself that the work needs to be done from the inside out. So it's like, I, I got to see it from the opposite perspective. Yes, yes. Just recently, I um, had to step away from a project because I too realized in that deeper work of what do you really want here? Like, what's going on here? And, and then I went into the next question, what if you don't get it? Like, what if you don't get it? And I was like, this aha came to me. And it was like, oh my gosh, I'm doing this for the wrong reason. Like I'm doing it for some external validation that is not going to fill me up internally. And I don't even need that external validation to even, to even accept or allow, give myself permission to make choices from this internal place. Like, it just was such an aha that it was like fireworks were going off. I couldn't deny it. And then the next, the next decision was a choice to choose myself, just choose what was best for me internally and just, you know, muddle through the messiness of all the external stuff that came with that. Yeah, it's true. And congratulations. Good for you because I'm sure it wasn't easy, but it was, but it was, but it felt right, even though it didn't feel easy, right? Yeah, because I think sometimes those big choices are like that. Yeah. It's sort of like it's easy to make and then, but it's not easy to muddle, like, like clean, clean up after it. You know what I mean? Like clean, clean the, it's kind of like what's coming to me is like when we have a party, it's so much fun getting ready for the party, right? And then being in the party with all the people and we're having so much fun. And then it's the cleanup stuff. Nobody wants to do the cleanup stuff. 
but it feels good going into that, into those moments, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So tell us about when you wrote your books. Okay. So, well, can I backtrack a little bit first to, to set up the stage? Cause Absolutely. I don't think, okay. I don't think it makes sense. So, so when I, so again, we're back to that point, are you ever going to be happy? And I say, I don't know that then it became the process of, so what, what needs to happen here? What, what, and at the time I was, what, what is broken in me because I didn't know any better to understand that nothing was broken. It was just all massive messages coming of what was waiting for me. So when you're at that point where nothing feels right and you feel broken, what it is is you're just receiving so many messages about what is around the corner for you. If you can just slow down long enough to figure out, you know, how to read them. It's like if you walked into another country, let's say you walk into Greece and, and you want to say, like, can I have like a purple pancake? You know, you can't find the words because you don't speak the language. Well, if we don't know, take the time to learn the language of ourselves and of our emotions, yeah. So how are yeah. we ever going to know how to ask for what we want? So, so that was my first step was really learning the language of my emotions so that I could speak with myself in the right language and not have that assumption that, or the, um, not even assumption. How could we ever think that we could walk, start to talk to ourselves if we don't know the language, just like, like the other country. We forget that's such an important step. Yeah. And like how to even read your body and what your yeah. body is telling you, like your body gives you signals. Just the other day, my body out of the blue, I had this pain that just showed up in one part of my neck. It was just like this, it was like I was being zapped. You know, how like those, those images of like when they zap the dog or whatever, that's what it felt like. And I was like, whoa, okay, what's going on here? And, and if you, again, you have to kind of get curious with some of that. Like you said, you have to kind of figure out, okay, that's something coming in for me what is my body telling me? What is my instinct of my body telling me? What's my intuition telling me? What is my mind really orchestrating here? A story or a thought? And, and then you have to kind of pick and choose which path you're taking. Yeah, exactly. So that's what I did. So I started with that and I spent three months, I was given three months, which is such a gift to spend time doing that. And the interesting thing about permission, since that's a, and, and as a woman having permission, so literally my family, so my kids were late teens or like not quite 20, but almost, and my husband, everybody's working and going to school. And, and I had the, the gift of doing nothing, just, just looking after myself, like no groceries, no cooking, no cleaning, no other responsibilities because I really needed to get better and heal. And three days into it, I was wrought with guilt. Oh, you taking time for myself that nobody wanted anything from me. They, they lovingly gave me this time and I didn't know how to do it. I couldn't. It took me, it took me quite a while even to be able to, to accept the gift. Did you try to go back in the world? Like, did you try to go cook or let me just do a little yeah. bit? Of yeah. And I blamed it on them. Like, oh, I can't let you do this. Or I can't, I can't this, you know, and I, and I, I didn't take responsibility for myself and for my own guilt and for working through it. And what really helped me with that is because my girls were, were almost, you know, almost into their twenties, I had to, I realized that I needed to set an example that, mm -hmm. that I, I didn't feel good. I wasn't well emotionally. And if I didn't put myself, make myself important enough to figure out how to get better and heal, how would they ever think that they were worthy and important enough? to put themselves first one day in their life when that happens, if that happens to them. And so I use that as my, um, as my impetus to, to really, to dig in from, for me so that I could show them what they could do for themselves one day if they needed to. Yeah. Because even though they may not have appeared that they were watching, they were watching. They're always watching. They're always watching. I mean, they're always watching. They're taking clues. And I think sometimes we don't even know, that they're taking clues from us until you start to watch how they handle things. Mm -hmm. I, re I know just recently, um, one of my kids had to speak up to a situation. And, and I remember this, my child telling me what they were saying and, and my mouth just kind of fell open. And I was like, wow, <laughs> that's the validation. Okay. Like, I don't need a new sweater. I don't need a new car. I don't need a great vacation right now, right? To prove anything. That's the validation that from just living 
by example and showing my children and, and whoever else is watching that you can make hard choices. You can make deep choices. You can choose yourself amidst society norms and roles that we play and all of that. And you can do it in a very loving and graceful way. And then to see my child be able to speak very similar language in a different kind of situation, I went, okay, that's like the integration of what's, what's available. That we can make choices from deeper places for ourselves. Absolutely. And I should add too that I didn't do this without a coach. And in fact, I've worked with a coach in the beginning. I worked with a coach for my business starting in 2003, um, but that was outside in work. It really was. I mean, we did yeah. some inside work, but it was mostly outside in. But at that moment, in, in probably the two or three years preceding to selling my business, I started working with the inside out type of coach, like what we do. Yeah. I, I don't know if I, I, well, no, I do know. I wouldn't be here in this moment without them. I think you can do it alone. Um, but your path is years and years and years longer to get to the peace, that, that place of peace. So I want to add that for what it's worth that I don't think I could have done it without the, someone showing me my blind spots and helping me find my path. Well, and that's yeah. why I almost think you can't do it alone because no. our egos are designed to protect us. So the minute you go think about it, like. How many of us journey into a dark forest to go for a hike? We don't go at night. You go in the daytime, right? Because nobody wants to go anywhere at night like that. You don't want to go into an unknown place at night. Well, if you're, if you're going through something, there are some dark, dark stuff there that you have to, like you said, your blind spots, the things you're not willing to see in yourself, the things that you're you're demonstrating, but you, you don't want to know about yourself. We don't want to admit some of this stuff about ourselves, right? I certainly don't, didn't really want to admit that I was making decisions because I wanted some external validation. I mean, nobody wants to admit that stuff about themselves. So you almost need somebody who is well-trained to be able to, to safely walk you into that space. Beautiful analogy. I've never heard it and I'm going to use it. It's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so yeah, so I did that for three months. At the end of the three months, I, I found myself frustrated and angrier than when I'd started because I was forcing the process of discovering myself and discovering what was missing in my life. And so that turned to 30 months. And then at the end of that 30 months where I did different things along the way, but I didn't commit to any type of career because um, I was still trying to figure out what it was that the that lit me up, that, that, you know, that ignited my joy and passion. And at the end of 30 months, I had a really cool, unexpected, blow my mind channeling experience where in my journal, I wrote the first book, I Will Always Love You. Oh, it is such a sweet, tender-hearted story of just witnessing. Yeah. Yeah, and it's funny, and, and as you know, but I'll, I'll just say that for, for those of you listening. So <clears throat> when I found the words to the book, to me, depending on how it's presented is, is how you're going to take it, unless your eyes are closed and you just hear the words. But it was, to me, it, a, a book speaking to children or our inner child about loss, grief mm -hmm. and loss. So I had it illustrated and set up to be, it's from, written from the perspective of someone who's no longer with us but they're guiding us in spirit about how they, how they feel that we could live best to honor their lives. So it's mm -hmm. very, very cool. But it was 18 months after that moment that I had another really wild experience where I was given another download where it was, that book was not really meant to be where I put it, which it's doing just fine where, where I sent it, but it was really just a message from part of me to another part of me telling me that it was okay to leave the life that I'd been living for at that point, 50 years and six days. So leave the life for 50 years and step into the life that I was always meant to live. So I, I'd come from yeah. a life that I thought I was supposed to live, doing all the things I thought I was supposed to do and actually letting that go and stepping into the life that was actually my destiny and my calling. And so with that comes grief because you grieve the life that you've lived. And that, the, that's what the book meant to me. And so it was pretty crazy in a wonderful way. Well, it's funny because that's, I think when I read it, that's how I, I, I interpreted it because I just, 
started to read it and look at the pictures and feel into the story. And again, that's about giving ourselves permission to make a choice that's different than we've ever made before. That sometimes might sort of, isn't that the phrase blow the popsicle stand up or something like that? Like, like, like really, you know, like a firework, it goes off, right? It kind of disrupts the, the way things have always been. So maybe it disrupts the roles we've played. Maybe it disrupts our, the way we've envisioned, you know, words like family or relationships or, or home or, or job. And it's like, we have to, I think at some level, and maybe it's even unconscious level or subconscious level, say it's okay. Like it's going to be okay. And walk through that because if you had never, even for, even if you didn't even understand why you were saying it's okay to do this, you would not be where you are today. You would be still living this other external life of constantly seeking out externally for what would make you happy and you're never going to get there. Yeah. And there you go. That almost circles back to your first question of, well, what if, what if I'm never going to get there? I think as long as you're seeking externally, there's a good chance you might not ever get there. It's when you do that work within that you will never be left without. I think that's really where you have to remember that when you, when we use that question of like, what do you want, right? What do you want? And like you said, I think that you almost have to do the duality, the polar opposite. What do you not want? Because sometimes you don't know what you want, but you know what you don't want because it gives us better signals, right? Gives us better feedback. So I don't like the lighting this way. I don't like that color on me. I don't like the time we eat dinner, it messes with my stuff. You know, like me, we, we know what we don't like to really orchestrate and flush out, sift out all that you get to, okay, here's what, here's what works then. And then from that pool, let me decide what really I want. And I think you're right. It's the journey back from being outside of yourself to realizing, well, if I want something here and it's outside of myself, what if I don't ever get it? That's the journey back inward. Yeah. Because your true desire, which comes from an internal locus of control, you're, all, it, you're always going to get it because it, nothing else externally matters then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, a really good way to describe this, I don't know if we've talked about this before, but for me, it helped. I was doing a vision board workshop one day with people and, you know, on your vision board, you put down all of the things that you want to have do mm-hmm. the experience, you know receive and within each of those things that you choose sit in that and decide how that makes you feel Mm -hmm. when you're in it and then take away all the pictures and only keep the feelings because really that's what we're going for is that state of of presence in the moment with that feeling because the rest of it just is painting and don't you feel like if we stayed in the presence of feeling like you're, you're speaking to, we could make choices a lot better, like a lot more 100%. powerful choices. Yeah. And I have to say again, depending on who, who's with us and who's listening, like I remember hearing this, like it recently is like in the last five years where it pissed me off when people would talk like this, like pardon the, pardon being so bold, but it was like, no like no (laughs) it really frustrated me so as i say this i don't say it lightly i've really come to understand it um but so if it's annoying you even a little bit know that that's that's your your resistance and that's your master messenger just just telling you that you've got like you've just got some a little bit of ways to go to it kind of like the light bulb turns on Mm -hmm. like don't give up the idea and the notion about this because it's there for you but it's like anything you don't decide you're going to run a marathon and get trained in a week. No, it's a long journey, right? So, so like, yeah, I just want to put that out there because I found it really frustrating as I was learning this stuff, really frustrating. Well, and for me, I really didn't ever understand the power of resistance before I would get pissed off even more that I would be like, why am I not able to understand this? Or why am I not able to do this? I don't, I don't understand. They say it's good. It's coming from people that I like, 
highly respect, right? It's based in research. Yeah. Why can I not get this? And, and it wasn't even until recently, like in the last couple of years that I understand that resistance is valuable, maybe even more so than just an easy path that you walk on, that resistance holds the gold. It's the alchemy, it's the alchemy of everything you've, you need to let go of and grieve to, to, that's the permission. Like it's, it's the resistance is the moment when you get to meet your, meet the world of permission. And you say, huh, I don't know what this is like. I've never done this before, but I'm willing. I'm just willing. I'm just going to show up and not know how I'm supposed to do this or how it's supposed to look or I'm just going to show up. I mean, we don't do that very often. Think about if you just showed up at a marathon, oh, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going to run. We don't do that. No, no, we don't. And this is this part where I get to say my favorite line of my life. When you feel yucky, you're really quite lucky. Ah! <laughs> that's my, that's my resistance talk like your master like the second you feel yucky and you start to tighten inside or you feel any of that tension or you know it just starts it you're so lucky because your emotional guidance system is working beautifully and you have that message that something is not aligned with your soul's value Mm -hmm. yes totally and when you start to even just connect those dots like when you were lit and again that's that that little girl stuff right the little kid stuff connect the dots, just, just start connecting the dots and say, what do you, what does this mean? What does this mean? And if you come across a moment where like me the other day, I was like, I'm so sick and tired of connecting dots and trying to figure this out. I just took like a break for the day. I just like did fun stuff. I didn't worry. I didn't like try to, you know, look for patterns or any, you know, and, and I'm in, in a process of a lot of changes in my life. And it felt so good to just take a day off. I mean, you get to take a day off and do nothing. Well, and let's face it, what you've, we've come to learn is that when you take a day off and do nothing, you're actually allowing like the universal forces to take over and they they work faster and more efficiently than we ever work. So the day that yeah. you, take, you take off and you do nothing, you actually just find your happy place you're doing more than when you're working hard, believe it or not. And sometimes you just need to slow down for a minute and ah. pay attention to the surroundings. But what's coming to me is, okay, I'm not a, I'm not a big outdoor person and anyone who listens knows I'm not, but I'm, I'm, I'm developing a very sweet, loving relationship with nature and the outdoors. I'm learning to do this, okay? It's just not my, my experience my comfort yet, but I'm getting there. So, but the image that's coming to me is like going on a canoe trip. When, when I used to canoe, right. I really wanted, this is just my personality. I wanted to sit in the front of the canoe in a chair. I don't want to sit on the hard little thing. My back starts hurting. I want to put a chair there so I can just kind of lean back. And I wanted to just put my feet up, my hand, just lay and just take it all in. This is where my, this is my comfort zone, right? Well, then you'd come across a moment where you had to paddle a little. And usually I was with my husband and he'd be like, okay, I need you to paddle. Okay, tell me what to do. Cause I don't know what to do. And so he'd say, okay, right, how many, left, how many, whatever. And okay, we're, we get through. And then I'm like, can I, can I rest again now? I've done the work, can I rest? And I just wanted to keep resting. <laughs> But that's the image. It's like if you don't give your time, yourself time to rest in the middle of things, and like you said, allow in some other force of energy to come in and make it pretty for you, right? Then you're not in harmony with the whole process of life. That's how I see it. Mm-hmm. Do you see it different, or do you do you, like? What's been your experience there? Yeah. Yeah. I'd sum it up like don't don't try to dance in quicksand, right? You yeah. Yourself messed up. So just find your way, find find your way just to be at peace with where you are. And again, that's one of those things that used to bug me. But the more you do work on trying on understanding what makes you happy and what doesn't make you happy, yeah, the easier it becomes. Like really, if you had to go on a paddling 
competition, that wouldn't be your piece. <laughs> uh, no, right? so you're not going to see me in a rowing competition or yeah. any kind. I yeah, like to just right. Play. So, and for somebody else that lights them up, I remember people used to talk about getting exercise, exercise induced endorphins. I'm like, what? Like that doesn't that didn't happen for me. Now I had to admit that it's starting to happen a little bit for the first time in my life now, but mm -hmm. I didn't have that. So I used to put myself in it because I thought I should have it. And now I'm putting myself where it feels right. Oh, it's the shouldas. The shouldas, the have tos, they're so freaking annoying. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Because it keeps us locked into like the roles we play and and the role that we think we have to play, right? So like I'm a mom, I feel like I have to play that role. I'm a business owner, I have to play that role. Sometimes even like the podcast will trip me up at times because I'll feel like, like just the other day I have this, I have my single episode to do and, and it's like, just go do it. Why are you worrying about this? Just go do it. Well, I'm like, well, what am I gonna wear? I gotta do my hair. I gotta have a time when I can do my hair and do my makeup and do my this. And, and I mean, the other day I, I came this close to even just doing it in my pajamas because I was like, this is ridiculous. I cannot do this. Do that one day. Oh, it's going to happen because pajama podcast. Yes, this is a pajama. Oh my God, pajama podcast. There you okay, go. Here you go. You're going to come. You never know. It's going to come one day because I'm trying to fit a role into another role, into another role, into it. And, and all the, I think of it like cups. All the cups are different sizes, they're not fitting. So I have to figure something out different. Like it, it's not working for me. And it's causing a lot of that distress of all these different roles I'm playing now and trying to juggle those. And it's so hard. Mm -hmm. Yes. It's so hard. And, and, to, and to be okay with change. You know, I remember years and years and years ago, it was when my oldest son was like the first time going through those changes where like you go from fifth grade to sixth grade. And I remember feeling, see, this is where you and I get into the whole feeling and empathic part. I didn't understand. Well, why are other parents not feeling this so deeply? I am like devastated. I'm losing something. There was a grief that came in that I had to sit back because he wanted freedom. He wanted independence from me, right? And from us as a family. And I just remember I had to kind of go sink in my bed for a day where I had to just accept and give myself permission to let him live his life independently from us and, may, and become this other person, right? So that change is normal. And for those of us who are big feelers, it just gets confusing, don't you think? Yeah, it can be. It really can be. Until you press pause and let it unwind itself. Well, and, and I think that's the other permission. I think I like the way you said that in the beginning. There's so many levels of permission. There's so many kinds of permission. There's so many... I think about almost like a diamond, like it's got all these little facets. There's so many facets to permission. It's not one way is the way to give yourself permission. Yeah, no, it's not. Yeah, not, yeah. But you just have to understand everyone's always watching you and they're gonna watch you take care of yourself and learn from it, lead by example. And if I think most of us are light workers and empaths in, in this environment. And so. We, we are, it's important for us to lead by example and choosing ourselves first and feeling good ourselves is one of the most important things we'll ever do when we have this kind of light energy in us. Why do you think it's so hard for people to see the dimension of what they're capable of? Well, it kind of is like what you said, like maybe because if there's any darkness, it's hard to see. And when, when you are someone with empathic abilities and, and, and highly intuitive, um, unless you've been around someone who can really help guide you from a young age, mm -hmm. and we neither of us were, for example, so there's a lot of fear around there, fear of failure, fear of judgment, trying to fit in, and then trying to fit in so much to the point that you lose yourself. And then when you lose yourself, then, then it's like you, you don't even have a map and even if you had a map, it wouldn't matter because you don't know where you are. Right. And so it's just getting that. It's just it's just deciding to start and figure out where you are, who you are, 
what's what's there for you and what are your blind spots and the dark things so i think that it's just hard because there is actually a process mm -hmm. for us to get out but but there's so few people in the world who have that type of um personality and that type of of, of um a calling that you try to be like the rest of the world and that's never going to work so then you just you're back you're oscillating that's that's the answer you just oscillate because you don't yeah. know any better we didn't know any better no. the second no. you know it's easier than you could imagine i think the moment that i realized wow this stuff that i feel it's not all bad no i just have to the biggest question for me and this was like a big permission was to give myself this awareness, right? And to use it as a tool, almost like a strategy every time to say, is this mine? Is this mine? Is this mine that I need to make a choice for? Is this mine that I just need to make a choice to let it go? Is it okay to let it go? It's okay to let it go, Christy. It's not yours. Like that was the most empowering moment for me to realize some of what I was feeling wasn't even mine to feel. And to try and decipher, is this how I really feel? And, it, and, and I remember the moment when it's like, I had this experience where I was sitting there and I was just like, and I had this look on my face, almost like terror, but confused terror. And, and I remember my husband looking at me and my daughter was in the room too. And they were like, and, and they're like, mom, are you okay? And I'm like, I don't even think this is mine. And it was such like this moment when I realized I'm talking about something that's not mine the way I really feel. And it was such an empowering decision at that point to realize, wow, these deep feelings I have going on, they don't make me awkward and weird and freaky and different. They really are my superpower, my gift. It allows me to be more intuitive with people, it allows me to connect to myself and others. And I now just, that's the next step. How do I always know if it's mine or not? Yeah, and that, like you said, that's the next layer, but that's the best question. Like imagine if the best basketball players in the world never held a basketball, they would never know about mm -hmm. their gifts. So it's kind of like another way of looking at what you just said. What you thought was something that was a negative thing that was your weakness is actually your guiding light, but you don't know that you're holding the basketball as a basketball player yet, but you are. And I think the biggest permission is just, and, and again, you and I have talked about this. We don't get, we don't, we don't, we weren't raised in this way and some people aren't and some people are to trust to trust our own instinct, our own wisdom, guidance, trust what's coming from our bodies, just trust it. It's not gonna lie to you, trust it. Yeah. You know, if you go into a situation and you get a stomach ache, trust that, your body's telling you, like you said, you're out of alignment with your soul's purpose and your soul's value system. Exactly, simple, not easy, but simple. I like that. Not easy, but simple. Because to me, yeah. I've always said it's so simple. It's so simple. Once you have the aha, yeah. right? And you give yeah. yourself permission to, to act in this way. Yeah. It's not it's easy. A little bit. Yeah, exactly. But worth well, it. Worth every minute of it. Well, I just don't think, and again, this is the Christy Pack, you know, crazy, big, loving way of looking at life. I just think why would you want to live any other any other way you have something available to you it's this pureness of making choices learning like you said hire someone that can help you i mean certainly melissa and i do this work but hire somebody who can help you uncover the darker parts right the darkness the weaknesses the blind spots why things aren't working out in the way that you want it to and, and even just owning that part, stuff is not working out the way I thought it would. I mean, that was huge for me. Something's not working out in the way that it, I mean, I remember when I left the school system and walked away, I always thought I was a teacher. And I, like you, took time away. 
to just sit there. And I remember sitting on the couch that day when the rest of the world was going back to their school jobs. My kids were going back to their school. My husband went to work that day and I sat on the couch and just stared at the wall and was like, what do I do now? I mean, okay, that decision kind of looked like it was supposed to happen for me to leave that, but what do I do now? Like I had no agency. I had, I had, I had no agency for what was even happening. I didn't even know what the next step would be. And I let myself do one thing. I gave myself one, one thing. I just cried. I just let, gave myself permission to, like you said, feel it. And once mm-hmm. I gave myself permission to feel it, then the next step came. And then the next step came. And I've made a lot of mistakes on the steps that I took since then. A lot. But I would not regret, I don't regret those mistakes. That's, that's I think, the key piece. I made a lot of errors on the path, on the journey, but I don't regret it because, like you said, it got me here. Like it was mm-hmm. learning. Yeah. And I think we have to keep giving ourselves that. So if we could leave our audience with this little sweet conversation with some, some tips, what might be your one big tip for giving yourself permission to not be a prisoner of your roles or your mistakes? What do you think, what would you tell our audience? One thing, two things, whatever comes to mind. Well, you can't move forward while you're looking behind you. So like, leave it alone. Bless everything that got you to this point, the good, the bad, the ugly, the beautiful. And take time to figure out and get clear on what makes you happy and brings you joy. And if you're not clear on it, then take some time and do that. Mm-hmm. And with that, you'll will want to give yourself permission because you'll be looking towards something that's filling you with light and you'll be drawn towards it. That's such a good statement. Yeah, that's a good idea. I love that. So mine would be to just get real. Just get real for a moment. And a moment is like a second. 30 seconds, one minute, whatever, but just, just take a moment and get real. And you don't have to say it to anyone. You don't have to tell anyone if you want to write it on a piece of paper, right? But just get real for one minute. And it doesn't mean you have to have joy 24 seven. That's not what we're saying either. We're not saying oh, life should be this perfect joy every, but even, even in the challenges, even in the good feelings, get real for a moment. And you mean get real about the way you feel about the way you feel. Yeah. Just get real. And if it's, if it's, I don't like this, or I'm so sick and tired of this, or, and then, because I feel like if you get real with how you feel and you, you own your feeling for one moment, it will lead you on a journey, right? It leads us on a journey. And that journey, if you've been living a very external um, landscape, so if you're looking for external validation, external experiences and external of that, you might have to journey into the external for a while before you find your way in. But it will always, to me, when you get real about how you really feel, and, and I love how this piggy, this kind of is circling back to what you said in the beginning, Melissa, when you said, My husband asked me, is there anything that will ever make you happy? And you said, I don't know. That's getting real about how you feel. I don't know. I don't know why I'm so unhappy. I don't know why I'm so critical about my life. I don't know why I'm miserable in this relationship or that. I don't know why my children bug the crap out of me all the time. I don't know why I'm getting in fights with different people. Like even that is owning an emotion within you. And then that leads you to the next step. That leads you to a decision, a choice. And I feel like that's the power of getting out of the prison of not giving ourselves permission. And that maybe doesn't open the doorway, but it unlocks the door. Yeah. Yeah. This is what came. The only thing in life that's real is the moment you're in and the way that you feel. Mm. You're so good with all that kind of language and stuff. 
just those rhymes they come through so that's it for us that's the only thing in life that's real moment we're in yeah. the way that we feel and i think yeah get real in the moment just admit it admit it to you in the piece of paper and then and then the next the next step the next action will come in to you it will come to you and then trust it totally oh my gosh okay this has been so wonderful i love this little snippet of a conversation we're having about this so melissa thank you so much you and i will be back again next week we're going to continue this conversation about permission and choice as an agency for change and and even though we were talking a lot about women and wives and moms and all that kind of stuff you know this is not just for that it's anybody it's for anybody who identifies as a woman it's for anybody even the masculine even the males because they have an essence of the feminine within them so it's really about if you can hear us it's about people it's about the human in us and how do we live this human experience knowing that we also have a divine essence about us how do we go about living this and giving ourselves full permission to just be who we are um so thank you so much this week i can't wait to continue this conversation with you it's been so much fun and for those of you listening at home thank you so much for being here with us remember who you are brave your confidence courageously choose you in all moments in all little tiny moments be the change embrace your growth expand your awareness you are a beautiful soul i love you peace out my friends first of all thank you so much for being here with us in this moment and today if you enjoyed the show leave a comment and a rating we would really appreciate it or email me at christy at christypeck.com we love to hear your insights and your wisdom if you have any questions about today's show we provide for you the show notes. You can always email me at christy at christypeck.com or this really other cool feature on Anchor if you're listening on Anchor app. You can leave a voice comment or question. Our intention has always been to provide a sacred space for inspiration, story sharing, inner wisdom, divine intelligence, and celebration. We want to alchemize a movement for love and authenticity, and we believe the world will rise to meet the calling. In addition to this show, there are additional ways to get the help and support you may be looking for to live in peace, joy, and freedom. Please check out my website, www.christypeck.com, for the many ways to work with me. I am always available by christy at christypeck.com. Email me and I will help you get the resources that you need. Remember who you are, live the liminal, fiercely love you and your life and choose peace, joy, and freedom every day.